0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Linux Daily. Guido Gunther, which I surely pronounced incorrectly, has announced a new version of FOSH, which, by the way, is the Wayland shell for GNOME on mobile devices. Now. This is version 0.22.0. What new features does it bring? Firstly, we have a 10% steps for battery info icon. It allows notification to have actions on the lock screen and we have more styled refreshes, mostly around buttons. We also have a maybe noteworthy category which is honor to spend time in upcoming events a refresh and a list of contributors. Together with this goes an update of Fosh mobile settings, the package with the mobile settings in it, and the Fosh OSKSTUB. In the new version of the mobile settings, we have avoid flickers on startup, minor fixes, and also sync version with Fosh. I guess that whenever a Fosh version is released, you do need to have a mobile settings release to go along with it with the same version. This announcement was posted with a nice picture showing the quick settings and notification part of Fosh and a notification that says Fosh 0.22.0 is out and a button to install it right away, which is a very nice feature. You might remember that a while ago I talked about a project that was planning on suing, like investigating a potential lawsuit against GitHub Copilot for violating its legal duties to open source others and end users. The website has since then been updated and now it says we've filed a lawsuit challenging GitHub Copilot, an AI product that relies on unprecedented open source software piracy because AI needs to be fair and ethical for everyone. We do also get links to this lawsuit. We have a link to the class action complaint and also to its Appendix A and Exhibit 1. Both of these documents try to give a very detailed overview of what GitHub is doing regarding its open UI usage of licensed code. It will be very interesting to see how the lawsuit goes, probably since it's again, Microsoft and they're pretty big and everything. It wouldn't be so easy to pull anything out of this, but it's not certain and any achievement will make sure that AI are developed in an ethical way for everyone indeed. The Fedora Engineering and Steering Committee, FESCO, has signed off a plan to modernize Fedora Linux live image creation. This is what they say. Since we introduced the live media in Fedora Linux 7, the actual mechanism in which the live environment sets itself up has been complex and intricately tied to the method in which we produce the media using kickstarts. The nature of the implementation of those scripts mean that they are hard to understand and debug, which has caused problems in the past whenever we have tried to update them. As we look forward to new and better tooling for producing images such as kiwi and OS build, we cannot continue to rely on kickstart-driven images builds that contra- construct sorry, shell scripts on the fly to embed the image as we do now. With uh, live scripts, those scripts has been simplified and turned into systemd services that activate only in live environments. This actually allowed them to add functionalities. As an example, new functionality was added to Dracut and backported to Fedora so that we can retire the remaining usage of live CD iso2disk.sh to, to provide a better experience with our live media particularly for portable backup and rescue environments by introducing the ability to automatically set up persistence on boot when unpartitioned space is detected on a USB stick on boot. It seems like even though Fedora 37 hasn't been released yet, things for Fedora 38 are already coming nicely to place. This might be not too exciting of a news snippet, but today, or rather yesterday, because as always, I record these episodes one day prior, Yesterday, as I was saying, was the birthday of Firefox, which was funded on the 9th of November of 2004. So happy late birthday Firefox from me. And uh, I actually use Firefox for everything. So thanks for existing and being the only option if you don't want to use any Blink or WebKit based web browser engines. We do have a new release of Peppermint OS, which is a Debian style based Linux distribution, which primarily features a lightweight XFC desktop environment. By the way, thanks for the article, the backpoint, point which I'm reading from. Otherwise, to be fully honest, I wouldn't know what Peppermint OS would be. So really, thank you. On August 2022, for the first time, Peppermint OS released its DevOne version, which is a Debian fork free from systemd. Hence, Peppermint Dev1 Edition is much faster than the standard Peppermint OS version. Now we get release of the Debian Edition 2022-11, and uh, what's new? So, firstly, it's based on Debian, so we also get a 32-bit and 64-bit ISO. It's actually one of the very last few distributions that support 32-bit systems. The welcome screen is redesigned to have a clearer selection of tools required as the first step after installation. The centralized control panel Peppermint Hub also seems improved similar to the welcome screen. And we also get Nala as a package package manager, sorry, similar to APT the icon theme was updated it's called kumo there's a new theme for Grub and a an new awesome plymouth animation which is the one that shows up while you're logging into the, the user and we get of course the latest version of XS- xfc that is 4.16 with updated native apps and mate applications if you're interested in a review with people actually using this Peppermint OS Devian Edition to see how it works, again, I suggest you that you go check out the article in debugpointnews.com, which actually says that the overall experience is perfect. The download is fast, the installers is very low, which is 1.5 gigabytes, so check that out. Finally, Deeping is actually putting out a lot of videos, I've talked about this already, about the 23 Alpha, which is not yet published yesterday. I actually went ahead and investigated more about what you're doing and it turns out it's super weird. They had already announced 23 a while ago, promising some technical changes that were very weird, such as introducing a competitor to flatpacks and snaps called Linklong, however they promised to talk about it more and they just didn't. So if you're interested in this very short and weird story about Deeping 23 check out my YouTube channel for more. That is everything for today, thanks for following and see you tomorrow with yet another episode of Linux Daily.